Hi everybody, welcome to Life Happens Moving Forward. I am your host, Syl Marie. Sylvia is my full first name, but a lot of people call me Syl, so hence Syl Marie, first and middle name. Anyhow, if you have been following along ever since the beginning of season one, I want to thank you so much for your love and support, but most especially for your prayers. It is with your prayers and the encouragement and the feedback that encourages us to keep trying to um, bring great content to you guys. My podcast is interesting because, or this podcast show actually, because we talk about a lot of tough life subjects, right? Uh, It's not always easy touching on some of these topics like today's topic, for example, but I'm grateful to God for the courage and um, just the grace that he shows toward me and the people that he connects me with um, that are willing to share, willing to discuss in hopes that the listener, that myself, and we can all just be encouraged, um, be provoked to good works, and just encouraged to live a life of freedom in God. So I hope you guys have had a wonderful 4th of July, and I'm happy to share this episode with you today. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for welcoming. Oh, here we go. Take two. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so thankful to God that I am finally getting to do this particular um, podcast segment with somebody that uh, is very special to me. And you guys are going to find out why in a minute. But um about a topic that it's not easy to talk about with just anybody. It's not easy for a lot of people to talk about. So today I have invited my pastor. He is currently my pastor, but we have grown up more like siblings. We are cousins. (laughs) um, And um, I want to, I want to welcome and please help me welcome Pastor Aaron Barbosa. Good morning, Pastor. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. Thank you so much for for accepting the invitation. Um, I kind of asked you a while back and, you know, sometimes our schedules don't always allow for, even though we see each other locally at church and I see you during the week, but you're a very busy person and I I want you to know I appreciate the time that you could make to to share about a topic that we, we believe is important. Uh, to a lot of people, to the Christian person, even to people who are not of the faith, um, just as a person, the struggles that that lust can bring, and that's mm. hey guys, that's what we're talking about today. We are talking about lust, the four letter word, right? <laughs> it is a four letter word. That's true. Before, before we get started, guys, um, Pastor, I'm going to give you the the floor in just a second, but I I would sure. like the listener to know. Um, before we get into a topic that is can be uncomfortable, it, it is a taboo topic, but um, how I feel comfortable, uh, because again, this is going to be uh, kind of a tough subject, but again, it's, it's, it's something we all deal with. If you're listening out there, whatever age you are, whether you're a teenager, whether you are an adult, whether you're married, um, this world, as our pastor is going to share right now with us, Pastor Aaron, it comes with a lot of struggle, this life that we're in since the beginning of time. Yeah. And when we can, I feel, Pastor, like when we can feel better pre- prepared or aware of things, we can be more successful when we, you know, when we're aware of like, hey, 
you're not a freak of nature. This, you know. So right. we're gonna dive into that in just a minute. But before we get started, I do want to give a few fun facts about Pastor Aaron Barbosa. Oh man, this should be good because you know me really well. <laughs> so thank you, Pastor. I, you know, yeah. uh, it's kind of so. If you guys hear me call him Pastor, we have grown up it with with the understanding, or at least I I feel like we have that. Although you're my cousin, although you're a few years younger than me, the fact that you serve at a capacity as a pastor to me, uh, my mom kind of always taught my sisters and I because your I was going to say your mom, yeah. Yeah, she, um, so for those of you that are just, you know, learning about the dynamics between Pastor Aaron and myself, his father and my mother are siblings. We are, you know, part of the Barbosa family. And so his dad, uh, is my mother's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, just to give a little recap, a little bit of a background, growing up, uh, my mom was a single mother of four with four daughters. And mm-hmm. we went to a private school that Aaron's, uh, Aaron's father um, helped to found in 1982. So that's kind of where our history started. And oh, yeah. shortly after Aaron was little, he came into the kindergarten. And so growing up in school, in the private school, um, after school hours, we just sort of gravitated toward Uncle George's house and stay at your uncle's house until I get off work. Mm-hmm. And so from there, we, you know, Pastor Aaron, I never, we never felt like displaced or uncomfortable or mm-hmm. we're bugging you guys. You never made us mm-hmm. feel, it was more of like, cool, there's more kids to play with. Yeah, no, it was, I think it was a little bit just like a part of our life. I don't think. Anybody even had to explain to us, like, okay, all right, so your auntie, you know, she's going to go to work and, you know, there's no one to watch. Like, we didn't have those conversations. Like, (laughs) my parents didn't have to prep us. You know, it was just, it was life. That's how life was. It was, like, more like family. It was, I mean, of course, literally was, but I'm saying, but it was was just, like, you guys were part of our immediate family. Yeah. It wasn't, like, it didn't require an explanation. Um, I didn't even realize... If I could be honest, if I could be honest, it didn't. Yeah, even, I didn't even realize that my aunt had uh, that she was a single mom. Oh, until I got like older, like my dad had explained to me, Aww. you know. But like, yeah, it was to me, it was just like, oh no, this Super is our organic. Life and, yeah. yeah, very yeah. organic. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think that's the beauty of, of I think how our family in general, um, even going back to our grandfather Oscar Barbosa oh, yeah. and Esmeralda, those were the dynamics. Grandma mm-hmm. helped to even take care of us when sometimes our parents would go on vacation to yeah. Cancun or whatever. Oh, yeah. So Pastor Nari and I go way back, all the way from all the go all the way back to diaper days. All um, the way back. But even then, um you know, Pastor Aaron and and actually guys, I want to let you guys know I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um after this podcast, shortly after in the next coming weeks, I'm gonna be doing a live, which will be a little bit more of a casual, mm-hmm. hey FYI, fun facts, Q and A, did you know type of thing. So we'll be able to dive more into our yeah, history. More into that stuff, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I feel comfortable talking to Pastor Aaron uh, because we've grown up like siblings, truly. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think you know I would give my life for you guys. That's just for yeah. for you, meaning you, your kids, your family. I love you yes. guys. You guys are like my heart. But currently for you. the past, thank you so much. Currently for the past two, I believe it's a little bit more than two years that you've been pastoring me. Mm-hmm. Not two years. Because prior to that, um, your father was my pastor all of my life. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was grandpa first until I was about 11. Then your dad started a church and he pastored me all my life. And then more recently <laughs> in, in um, more recently in this season of my life, um, as you've begun this um, English ministry and church plant that God um, uh, coordinated, uh, his timing is so perfect. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll get into that perhaps even later, but that's how we know each other and you guys pastor Aaron is somebody you're going to find I know many I've kind of followed a lot of I try to follow a lot of the podcasts where people invite you pastor Aaron uh-huh. to be their guest and I, I notice a lot of times it's like you're a source of um, your wealth of information as it pertains to music and you've probably <laughs> so been so used to people tapping into your knowledge um, about music. Yeah. Because that's like when somebody thinks of Aaron Barbosa, they think of music naturally. Yeah. But I want our listeners today to to be able to see that aside from all of that, and if we think about, um, well, let's get started. I apologize. You guys, I'm new to podcasting. And, and, and I want to just say really quick. Pastor Aaron is the one that um, encouraged me when I when he be, he began a podcast. It was it, it is called. He currently has a podcast. Sometimes he'll have his wife on. Sometimes he's got different people on. Uh, usually he's dealing with music and life and ev- everything in general. It's called Golden Nuggets. So I invite you guys, and I'll put his IG handle in a minute. Thank you. Um, I believe it's uh, at G uh-huh. Aaron Barbosa. Yeah. Is there a number or a letter one at the end? No, not in that one. Okay, so that's going to be the Instagram. And from there, you guys can follow the links that he has for his minstrels of his music foundation and uh, his wife's channel or, you know, their her Instagram. They're amazing, period. Boom. I think it's established already. <laughs> but I think one <laughs> of the you. things I think one of the things I don't have problems, um, I, I think I find it so easy to, to be able to give you accolades, pastors, because you're a very humble person, like to me. I, I and if people are like, oh, how does she know? Y'all, I see them weekly. Yeah. <laughs> and we've grown up, so <laughs> we have, yeah, actually, it's so funny. I'm going to say this really quick. So one of my daughters, um, she was a nanny for, uh, we're just going to say kind of like a high profile pastor of, of, right. of you know, uh, a, you know, yeah. a well-known church. Uh-huh. And uh, so she was, before she was their nanny, she was your nanny for a little That's bit, right. I think, right? That's right. And, and uh, so I just thought it was kind of interesting and uh, that it came to the point where she was sometimes would do like their laundry and you you brought it up. So I'm right. not going to mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just, I'm like, That's funny how interesting my daughter has done the laundry of such and such pastor. And here I am. I've got my full-time job, but. That's uh, right. In this season of my life, the Lord has allowed me to work part-time as your nanny and Sister Michelle's nanny. Uh-huh. And sometimes that will entail that I will be doing your, the laundry for a family of uh, nine, ten. Ten. Or ten of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because even the other day when you guys got home from your date, uh-huh. there we were in the living room. And I'm like, again, folding kids little chonies and stuff and we're just talking but it's it's not it's 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 professional but it's family but it's just yeah it's an interesting dynamic anyhow so before we get started y'all know now that pastor Aaron and I go way back we are going to dive into a little bit a little topic yes that people find hard to talk about but this will be a seven part series and I'm just kidding (laughs) I know okay 
we're gonna get started. I, I love to start with prayer. I yes. love to start with prayer. Um, <clears throat> that's just how we roll. That's how we've been yes. raised. So, Lord, I invite you this morning. We invite you this morning yes, into this conversation, a conversation that I'm praying and I'm believing is going to be a blessing to many, many people, whether they're Lord young Jesus. or old, whether they are uh, married or single, people that will be able to have these tools available, dear God, to help them realize that they're not a freak of nature, that lust mm-hmm. is something that affects everybody from yes, the beginning Lord. of time, Lord. And I pray that you use Pastor Aaron to shed yes, some a light on, on, on a tough topic, but that we might be edified, that yes, we Lord. might be enlightened, that we might become aware that shame would be lifted today, yes. beginning today for whoever is listening, God. Yes, shame Lord. would be lifted, they would be set free, and they would find that Going forward, their life could be one that could be uh, lived in a way that is in freedom, basically, God. Yes. So we invite you, use Pastor Aaron, yes, bless Lord. this conversation. Your anointing could, anointing could fall in this room, in this setting, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Yes, we thank Jesus. you, God. Amen. 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 Okay, Pastor. So, lust. I, I want to um, give you the platform for a minute. And then as we find fitting to for me to then ask you some questions and maybe you can share from personal experience um, how lust uh, has af- perhaps affected you growing up. And we'll go back and forth and uh, we'll allow this conversation to be organic. Um, and we'll just go from there. Sounds great. All right, Pastor. Um, I'll go ahead and let you if there is something you would like to share, because you've done a lot of sermons and you've touched on this. So go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me as a part of your podcast. I believe it's so important to be able to have conversations um, that connect uh, in all different types of ways uh, with people. A lot of times when we have conversations, you know, that are from church people, if I could say it like that, or people that uh, are Christian, whatever, a lot of times they go, uh, they kind of go down similar paths. You know what I mean? Um, And there is this non-beaten path um, that God is calling you to, to, you know, to walk (laughs) and to share and to help. And I think it's beautiful. And uh, I really appreciate you for doing that. I know God does. Uh, It's the work of God, in my opinion. So thanks for having me. This means a lot. And I'm happy Happy, happy, happy for what you're doing here. Um, regarding the topic of lust, oh, my Lord. Like I said, we could do a seven-part series, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's so much to say about that. But I'll just talk about it from a personal perspective. Um, for me, um, by the grace of God, we both had an amazing pastor, my dad, Pastor George. And one of the things that set me free so early on uh, in life, the first time I ever came to my dad, and talk to him about this topic of lust or, you know, or sexuality or something like that. One of the things that really, really helped me when I was young is how he leveled with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, that's one of like the first things in my life that I believe that has really helped me to have a healthy mentality, you know, Mm. regarding this subject, because if you're not careful, you know, it's like 
you go overboard on the do not, do not, do not. And then mm-hmm. at the same, and you know, the same token, mm-hmm. if you, um, you know, don't pay attention to it, it goes unaddressed in someone's life. And then they're wondering mm-hmm. why am I having all these problems? Yeah, You know what I mean? So yeah. I think people have to be able to look at the subject of lust very honestly. You know what I mean? And of course, yeah. in, the way I like to look at it is is through the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like, you know, the Bible is like the human manual. You know what I mean? It's like they say that, you know, oh, well, you know, kids don't come with a, uh, you know, read or whatever, a director's manual or whatever it yeah. is, mm-hmm. directions or whatever. Ah, I bet to differ. I, I think that we do. I think that if you believe, if you can believe in the word of God, um, the Bible is a manual for us and it has so much to say. Um, on this subject of lust. So as far as this pertains to me, um, I think being honest, mm-hmm. I think being open, knowing that you can approach God and he already knows. Amen. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? It's right. not like we're like, That's right. hey God, you know, I'm going to tell you a few things. You know, in his <laughs> that might mind, catch you by thinking, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In his mind, he's probably thinking a few things. I know every little thing. That's right. You know, Amen. And I still love you and I still died on the cross for you. Yes. You know, like already. Mm-hmm. So, okay, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? Right. Uh, How can I help you? <laughs> exactly. And it's, you know, I understand in a sense, in a small sense, of course, very mm-hmm. minuscule compared to God, of course. Yeah. Um, But I understand because when my kids come to me and they want to confess something, for the most part, I already know. Yeah, that's you know true. I, mean? I kind of already yeah. know. It's like, okay, yeah, dad, it's because I'm, and I'm thinking like, I'm just going to let them go through this this discipline of confession because I kind of already know where they're going with this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, I think, how God is with us. You know, when it comes to lust, like, we can talk to him about it and he already knows, but I think it's a good, like, practice for us to come to God and to talk to him about it, knowing that he won't reject us, knowing that he already understands. And I think when we do that, that's, to me, the very beginning of dealing positively yeah. with this thing that like you're saying that affects every person. Doesn't Amen. matter if you never knew even or cared who God was, or you're like me and you who grew up in the church. Which can then be more shameful because you feel like I shouldn't struggle with these thoughts or these habits or these things. And so it's even more shameful. I think it could be like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it could be like that in the church sometimes. Yeah. But that's a part of, um, how do I say this? That's a part of the culture that I really don't approve of personally. Yeah. And I think God of... is using people to help shift some of that culture and change yes. it. We're, yeah. we're, 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 we're vessels, honestly, where yeah. we want to be vessels, where we start, we want to be, be good representatives of, of God and his grace. And yes, you know, God is a God, he's a holy God. But he is so accessible more than people realize. And, you know, my audience is going to be people that are perhaps know of God, but even those that don't know God, to know that there's a God that can help cleanse us from those impurities, from things that are are tough, things that honestly, I think the devil, his ultimate goal is to bring so much shame to where we're so bound and we don't live free. And and we we don't want whether a person knows of God or doesn't know of God. And so th- this topic, actually, it, it affects everybody like we're talking about. It affects about. everybody. So, go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, whether you're in the like church or grew up as yeah. a Christian or, or, or not, like, 
this affects everybody. And what I was going to say about the culture is yeah. that what I appreciated about our pastor is he, you know, I'm not sure how, how he did it early, early, early on when he first became a pastor and was practically a teenager. But yeah. as I was growing up and we were growing up, this became a subject that was more discussed mm-hmm. and it was more yes. open. And I really, really appreciated that. I think that helps people not to feel yep. like yep. they have to be ashamed because they go through something that the truth is everybody is going to experience mm-hmm. at some part of their life. It's like saying to be ashamed of eating. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. you know, like if you're going <laughs> to you're gonna struggle with yep. temptation or lust, <laughs> you know, at some point. So, yeah. And that's definitely a, a culture that um, I, I think that... I, it surprises me. It surprises me when I feel like I feel like, and I think like, wait, doesn't everybody have a pastor or a family or doesn't everybody have, isn't, doesn't everybody have access to be able to talk about this without shame or retaliation? And I come to find sometimes, unfortunately, and again, I think God's trying to change that culture Mm -hmm. within our churches, within our families, even Mm -hmm. uh, domestically, you know? Um, But I feel like you, you grew up and you think, like, doesn't everybody have this? Or doesn't yeah. everybody not? And it's like, no, no. Oh, my God, you guys talk about, oh, my God, you can talk to your pastor. And it's like, yeah. Well, wait, you can't. And so we. I hope, all the more, I hope that this little podcast will help even shed some light. Again, yeah. the whole idea is that we would walk this race, Pastor Aaron, right. free, um, run with patience this rest, this race set before us. And there's so many scriptures right. that teach us that this is a journey. This is a race. This is you're on a course. Absolutely. And the lighter that you travel, unpack these things. Don't carry these things. Yes. Um, the, the easier it'll be to get to the finish line. And so mm-hmm. lust has been a weight that has affected my life growing up. I think from the beginning of time, maybe five years old and a lot for a lot of people, it starts with abuse somehow yeah. And, yeah. and the devil finds his way to creep in. And so I'm going to, Go ahead and give this back to you. I apologize. No, no, that's great. <laughs> there's just, there's just, this is like you said, a seven part series type of topic, <laughs> but we'll try to, I'll, I will try to, to stay in line. Keep so going that, in one direction. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you already know me. Um, yeah. No, so, no, I'm okay. saying that there's so much to it. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and, and I think there's, uh, there's plenty of scripture. So I love that you are, um, aware and you and I, you know, like we've just grown up in a Christian school. So we, scripture was just always like oh it's like a rolodex in our mind you know and yet even as an adult for me it's i still like i need to stay sharp on it because like you said the word of god is like a manual so amen go ahead pastor yeah um okay so as far as the scriptural basis like literally there's so many so i have to choose one for today all right so the one (laughs) i choose for today is second timothy 222 it's two 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 right all these twos um, Second Timothy two twenty two it says so, flee youthful passions and if you look at like this is ESV if you mm-hmm. look at the King James version it says youthful lust right it says yeah. so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart so mm. I'll just share with you guys one of the revelations that really has helped me in my life and that is to flee lusts not to fight lust. So I kind of came to this conclusion, honestly, like through the Holy Ghost, man, through the Holy Spirit helped me. It was like, whenever something comes up more than once in my life, I start paying attention. I'm like, hey, this might be God. And this kept on coming up. Mm. I kept on telling people, you know, we were talking and, you know, I do a lot of counseling and 
course, I'm careful what I share. Um, but in this season, these counseling sessions over and over kept on having, like I kept on hearing this phrase, I keep on fighting. They, they would say, I'm fighting. They would say, I'm <laughs> fighting this temptation. I'm fighting. I keep on fighting. At night, I fight. You know, I go with my girlfriend and I fight and blah, 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 blah. And I'm fighting because, you know, I want to please God in my life and I don't want to just let sin, you know, run rampant in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. And I kept on hearing this. And so one night with one person in particular, I was having a conversation. I was a young man. And <clears throat> he called me in a very, I felt like a very desperate moment mm -hmm. um, in his life. And, and um, he says, I'm tired of fighting. And it just came out. I told him, whoever told you to fight? And he was so puzzled. He was like, well, excuse me? I said, yeah. I, was so, I felt like this anger, like a holy anger. For, <laughs> like on his behalf. Like yeah. I was like, who ever told you to fight? Wow. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, like you say you're fighting. You're fighting. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to fight this, right? I can't just give in. I said, no, 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 no. I, I understand that. But God never tells us to fight temptation. Mm. to fight the feelings of lust. You won't find it anywhere in the Bible. But what you will see several times is flee youthful lusts. Yeah. Right? It says from, you know, uh, you know, all these kind of things, like to run from them. You know, one of the pictures that stand out in my mind is, you remember Joseph, when Potiphar's wife tried oh, to like yes. him to sleep with her? Seduce right? him, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. right? And she tried to come on. And she literally said, come on, sleep with me. Like, yeah. literally, she was pulling on him to say, and he's like, how could I do this? My master's done so much for me, he said. Like, he's made me, like, just a second in command to him. How yeah. can I do this to my master, right? And so what does he do? He doesn't fight with him and be like, well, let's see. You know, let's work on this. Like, no, he didn't work on nothing. <laughs> he literally ran for his life. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't and, say, let me see if I can lay down and, and, and resist. Let me, right. let me see if I can not fall. No, 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 no. No, no, yeah, he didn't fool with it. He, <laughs> yeah. he literally is a picture of yeah. these New Testament scriptures, which is just to, you have to flee from it. In other words, yeah. if you know, all right, that you have this, say this problem, and uh, every time you go to whatever, certain place or whatever, mm -hmm. or with a certain person, like you keep on just biffing it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're totally biffing it. Like you're just not successful. <laughs> well, yeah. you shouldn't fight that temptation. You need to, flee that temptation right mm -hmm. and so whenever it comes to lust in our life we shouldn't try to fight it you know i shouldn't be up at night fighting mm -hmm. lust you know be like mm -hmm. okay let's see i think today i'm gonna do better it's like no i have to flee youthful lust and i'll give you an example mm -hmm. when i was a new new married person um gosh it must have been probably a little bit before micah was born my first son um, I remember I was having problems with temptation and I was so disillusioned because I was like, wait a second. I mean, talk about being disappointed. Right. I was like, how could I possibly be having problems mm. with temptation? And I'm a newly married person. I couldn't have been married any more than eight or nine months. And I thought to myself, there's, this is ridiculous. I had really believed, and maybe this is the, you know, the naive part of me. I really believed that when I got married and could freely have sex, mm -hmm. that all my sexual problems, if you will, mm -hmm. yeah. would go away. And what I quickly realized is that things that I did not take care of in my single life followed mm. me into my married life. 
right? And so one day I remember I was really disappointed. And so I was praying about it. And I used to, when I would go to work, I used to listen to this guy named Duffy. He had this show called Duffy and Company. And oh, he had yeah. this one fellow on there that was talking about his experience with lust. So I turned it up because, like I said, sometimes I'm, I learn. I'm like, if nothing mm -hmm. else, I'm like, wait, this might be God talking to me. Yeah, yeah. So I turned up the radio show. And this guy tells a story. And he was a pilot, right? And he's telling his story to Duffy. He says the same thing. It kind of like, you know, made my antennas go up. He says, I thought that after I became a Christian, that lust would go away. He says, I fought porn all my life, all my life. I was, I would fight temptation all my life. He said, then when I came to Jesus, I thought becoming a Christian would take away all of my lust problems. Mm. And he says, as a pilot, I spend most of my weekends uh, when I fly somewhere um, alone in a hotel room. That's what you do. You wait for the next flight. You rest mm -hmm. up and then you fly back home, you know? Wow. He says, so I spent a lot of time together and that's usually, I mean, a lot of time alone, excuse me. He said, and that's usually when I would fall into temptation. There's pornography at, you know, the hotel. There's nothing else to do. Just, I was feeling lustful. Nobody was going to find me. He said, but now that I became a Christian, I found that I still wanted to do the same thing. And he said, I fell. He said, I fell into sin. He said, so when I came back to church, I felt so guilty, but I wanted to be in church because I knew I, you know, I belong to God now. He says that this preacher told him, um, and, you know, in the sermon, the scripture, you know, if your eye offends you, pluck it out because Ooh. it's better to enter into heaven without an eye than to go to hell with your whole body intact. Right. Right. And so he was like, what in the world? So afterwards he goes to his pastor and he says, Pastor, it's so crazy that you would say this. I've been having a problem with lust with my eyes. Wow. He's like, Is that scripture literally saying that the only way that I'm going to overcome lust is to pluck out my eye? <laughs> and his pastor kind of laughed. He's like, no, no, it's not talking literally. It's talking about that sometimes to overcome temptation, you have to start with something that is very, um, he said, what's the word he used? Um, it's like, it's like so much, you know, it's like wow. over the top, you know, <laughs> in other words, he's like, sometimes you have to be willing to do something drastic. That's the yep. word he used. Radical. Yep. Radical is sure. like, sometimes you have to be willing. In other words, if you are not being successful, mm. he's saying with your old, you know, methods of overcoming temptation, yeah, which is like, oh no, I'm an adult. Which could also I can be handle this. yeah, or or which is also something like no nobody's gonna tell me what to do, or it could also oh, be gosh, yeah. justification. Justification is a very popular way to handle it, yes. which is hey, I'm just a human, you know. I'm sure that pastor has his sins, and I have my sins. You yeah. know, my sins are different than him his sins, but then it becomes about who's better than who, and then it has nothing to do with what's important, which is us and God, pleasing God, yeah. Which is us and God. It's Amen. it's not between me even and my pastor. It's not even between at some point. It is actually when you're married between you and your wife. Oh yeah. But at yeah. some point, you have to look directly at God. Mm -hmm. Because when you go to heaven, we're not going to be lined up in couples. <laughs> the Bible says so then every one of us shall give account That's right. of himself Amen. to God. Herself to God. That's right. So like, yeah, this is has nothing to do with like sometimes in in a certain way. Let me just say this. At a certain place, at the very like crux of it when you boil it down we have to give account 
of ourselves to God. So people sometimes they deal with lust yeah. in a way that's like, you know, very about, oh, well, at least I'm not like that person. And so what this guy was saying is he was saying when those things are not working for you and you can tell that your way of dealing with lust is not working. This scripture is saying if you want to make it to heaven, sometimes to overcome certain things, you have to do something drastic. So anyways, mm. this guy goes back, this pilot. And sure enough, <laughs> he's having this problem. He goes to his hotel room. He's like, it's like, he's like, he's like, my stomach was churning. He's like, wow. I was so scared. It was almost like it, it, it was scary, but I wanted it. He's yes. like, it's, he's like, the scariness of it made me want it more. He's like, I knew I had no control. Like I could lie to other people. I could tell other people, oh, only God can judge me. But I knew between me and God that I was not going to win this fight. So he said he remembered what his pastor said to do something drastic. Yeah. Right. So thank God he didn't, you know, cut his eye out. But he <laughs> says what he did was he went to the to the um um the TV. Uh-huh. He unplugs the TV, takes out the, you know, the cord, the cables, you know, whatever. Oh my God. And he goes to his co-pilot's room, which is a few uh, rooms down. Oh. My and he he knocks on the door, and his co-pilot sees him with his TV in hand. Oh He's my like, God. What in the world? <laughs> He's like, listen, I can't explain. All I'm going to do is ask you to please keep this with uh-huh. you. And the co-pilot is like, um, okay, whatever. And he just puts it in his room. And he says, that's what I did. He said, that's how I overcame. The first time I ever had any success is when I did something that was so crazy. And his testimony was because he did was willing to do that. Not only yeah. did he have more success yeah. in his battle or whatever. Yeah. But he says that his co-pilot, who wasn't Christian, mm-hmm. wanted to know more about God because he wanted wow. to know why in the world would anybody that has the opportunity mm-hmm. to enjoy pornography, why wow. wouldn't anybody just enjoy it? It's no big deal, is what he thought. So he wanted to know more about God, and he wanted to know more about why this man loved God so much. So and even it, in his honesty, it allowed for somebody else to be set free. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah, so these, he said his friend got saved. Praise Anyways. God. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to say about that. Mm-hmm. I just want to kind of make it very practical. And here's the practical part of it. Yeah. Um, at some point, you just got to get really honest, mm-hmm. you know, with yourself. Like I said, we can justify or we can lie even to a partner. You know, you can. There's so many different. Um, oh, gosh. We are so astute as human beings, when it comes to hiding things, you know, it's just amazing. I, it's, it's mind blowing how evil the heart can be. And we're not surprised because the Bible says that the heart is wicked and deceitful and deceitful has to do with lying it says who yeah. can know it right above all things. It's wicked and deceitful who can know. It. And it's true. Our human, our humanity, the way we are, you know, we can hide things so easy, but when you get ready, to really have success, you might have to do some things that others, not maybe yep. not you, maybe not, okay, but society yep. would look at it and be like, that's ridiculous. It's so unnecessary. You don't have to. That's really necessary. Yeah, exactly. And so some of those things, um, I, I believe they really begin, number one, with honesty. You have to know, okay, how am I doing in my life? Because there are seasons where you're not so bad because some people might be listening to this and be like, dang, you guys are jacked. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wow. Like, what a jacked up people these people are. Yeah. I don't have no problem with it. You know that? Yeah. Okay, so you might be in a season where it's not a big issue. But for everyone mm-hmm. else that has seasons where they feel discouraged mm-hmm. in their, you know, their life, you know, in like they're subject. being defeated, like they yeah, can't they overcome feel defeated, it. Exactly, they're suffering like, silently. <laughs> right, all that. When yeah. you're ready, to yeah. be honest, you should know. That's the first thing I want to say is to be honest with yourself. You know, you don't need somebody to tell you. You can know. Hey, how am I doing with this? Number one. Number mm-hmm. two, like, how is this affecting me? You know, and I want to show you something really quickly. Um, okay. In the Bible, real quick, and. It just basically talks about how sin affects the body. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we think, well, so long as I'm not hurting no one. Oh. But geez. no, it's it's you you do hurt someone and mostly it starts with hurting yourself. So so I wanted to show you guys this scripture. Um because a lot of times to get honest, we have to know how does this affect us? Does it have a negative effect? Because to be honest. If there was no negative effect, and if I really wasn't hurting anybody, I would probably just continue. I mean, just to be completely honest, if there was no, like, downside to lust, I think many people would not even give it up. Hmm. And who knows what kind of, well, like I said, (laughs) there was no problem, right? But there is a downside. The first thing, of course, that it's sin against God. That's the first thing. And I'm going to say this really carefully. But for some of us, that is not enough. Wow. I wish it would be enough. Like, I can't sin against God. But sometimes that one reason is not enough to keep people from falling into patterns of lust. Yeah. And it does make me sad. But it also reminds me that we're human. And so there's this one um, sermon I heard when I was a kid from my Bible college professor. He said, where love failed, fear prevailed. Powerful, powerful. And what he was saying was, there's sometimes where we don't do things because we love God. Sometimes we have to do things because we fear God. Mm. Right? Yeah. And the way lust affects us is not just, you know, no big deal. No, it actually creates problems in our lives. Let me show you 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 18. And this is going to sound just like 2 Timothy 2.22. But watch this. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. It says, run, right? Remember that word flee? Mm. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. Wow. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body, right? And so Mm -hmm. the reason why I say, number one, to get honest is because you need to like be able to see things for what they are. Now, if I wasn't hurting anybody, yeah, I might continue. But the truth is, sexual sin hurts others, right? Number one. Yep. But sexual sin is actually going to hurt you. Like, it actually hurts you. You say, in what ways? Well, for me, it made me very anxious, you know, growing up and, and the always fighting and it just makes you depressed. You feel like you're never going to win. And then you already know if you let go, you will completely destroy your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, it's just it's one of those things. And so I understand this young man that I was talking to that I was referring to earlier. 
-hmm. where he says, I'm tired of fighting. I know that feeling. I know that feeling where it could get so difficult that you are just completely like demoralized, you know? So the first thing we do again is we get honest and say, you know what? You know, this, this is not good for me. Not only is it not good for me, it is a sin against God. Not only that, if it wasn't a sin against God, this is really hurting me. This yeah, if we're not, my body. If we're not honest, we're in denial. The opposite of being an, an honest or f- uh, functioning in honesty is being in denial. The longer we're in denial, we're just dragging out the whole process. You're you're holding back that freedom of yes. living a life that's free from. Yes. So yeah, that's being so honest true. is the first thing because I I think we can both. And I'm sorry for interjecting, no, interrupting, but. It was, it's that whole, I can handle this, or I can't tell anybody of this. I need to deal with us on my own. And so like right. that gentleman was telling you, but, but if I can be honest, if, if I, if you, if I could have been honest a lot younger at a younger age, mm-hmm. I think I would have avoided um, many a pitfalls. Oh, yeah, I will absolutely. give that right back to you. <laughs> no, that's, that's so good. I think honesty, <laughs> honesty is, is, is so important. And so here's the other part about honesty. So you, you look at it for what it is, right? You're like, okay, this is actually the reason yeah. why I want to change, mm-hmm. you know, in my life is because this is hurting me. Of course, it's hurting God. And of yeah. course, my fellowship with God. That's the big one, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but even not getting into it too much, it, it's, it hurts physically. Eventually, it causes problems. Um, I think the other part about getting honest, too, um, is that you have to know what are the things. And that leads me to my second point, which is breaking mm-hmm. patterns. Oh, okay. So the first one is getting honest. The second one is breaking patterns. And you have to be able to be honest, right, to start so that you can look at your patterns and say, where is it that I am losing this? Mm. Where is it that I'm losing it? And most people, if you're willing to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. forget others for now. Yeah. If you're willing to be honest with yourself and with God, um, you can look at your life and you can see patterns. Okay, it's when I get lonely. Um, for some people, they say, it's when I'm, um, you know, because I've talked to different people and they say, I lose my battles during the day because I actually work at nights. So everybody's at school, everybody's at work. I'm alone during the day mm-hmm. and I get like bored and, you know, then I get tempted and then I can't fight that feeling. I cannot fight that feeling of temptation. I just give in. And I've done it so much mm-hmm. that I feel like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm never going to overcome it so what's the use and then yeah. you have to get into this whole thing of justifying it and or pretending mm-hmm. like it doesn't exist or yeah. or just feeling like i said like i did when i was younger which is we had people to tell us the truth so you just feel terrible about yourself <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so the second thing is to break patterns you know what i mean um you say what does that look like in real life well like for that one guy that was willing to get desperate the pilot it was turning in his tv and that was embarrassing because those TVs were huge. But now pornography and, um, you know, lust and all this kind of stuff usually presents itself in, its, in our phones. And phones are so personal. Yep. They're so personal. Most people don't even, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that they won't even share their password with their wife. Or I wish you could preach on that for a minute, but we won't yeah, go there. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there for today. No, we don't need I, to. Play. I could literally do know. a whole day. I could literally do a whole day on password sharing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Transparency, accountability, and that links into t- accountability. Again, that's, that's it all goes back point. to you for yeah. being honest. And but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the third point. It was is yep. one is get honest. Two is break patterns. 
and three is get accountable. Yep. You know, yep. and anyways, I, I, I say that because when you see patterns in your life and for some, like I said, it looks different, but for the most part these days, um, before you actually get involved with someone physically, it starts on your phone because it's personal. Nobody can see, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you could live in a certain amount of like secrecy and everybody's not the wiser for it. Right. You can always delete clear history. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much that you could do. It's just, I mean, honestly, it's just, yep. it's just too easy now. Yeah. Um, and so you have to break patterns. And so for some people, um, it looks like turning in your phone at night to someone that you trust. I remember I suggested that to somebody and they said, what do I do? I said, if I were you, if you're, if you say that your problem, cause we're talking about breaking patterns. Yep. If your problem, your pattern is that you keep on falling at night before you go to sleep. So why don't you turn in your phone and like get a game boy. <laughs> or, and that's or, being drastic. And that's being, yeah. Drastic. Some people don't realize that could save you. No, this is exactly what the scripture is talking about. Don't literally pluck out your eye, find a way to break a pattern. If you really want to get well and, and, you know, and anyways, um, so for that, like I said, something practical, turn in your phone to someone that you trust. Um, I, oh, I was getting back to the story. I told this person, Hey, maybe you should just turn in your phone. And then he said, but then I would have to confess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that's my number three point. You know, yeah. you have to find someone in your life that you can get accountable to. Yeah. Because in my opinion, this is not, um, a winning fight all by yourself. Yeah. Pastor, if even, even in, in pra- more practical things, like um, even in more practical things like weight loss, when a person yeah. that is obese or faces diseases and they want to be free from the that, way you or, said it, that was so funny. When a person what? that is grossly obese, <laughs> morbidly, <laughs> I, I'm, I was thinking for morbidly, me, like, you know, uh, my, my, every time I go to the doctor, my BMI is so disappointing to me, body mass right? index, but, <laughs> When a person is faced with diseases or illness or weight, and right. even just in a practical health level, in order right. to get the help, I have to be honest with myself and get accountable, which means I then have to talk about what are my bad habits, why the whole purpose is so, what are we trying to do still? We're trying to help you oh, get healthy, right. be free from these diseases. Oh, right. so even if, if, so if we do it in our health and we're willing to go there and be honest and like oh this is uncomfortable to talk about the whole idea is to be set free to live healthier yes all the more our spiritual life is going to require some of those uncomfortable like you're saying be honest it might mean you have to do something drastic like the tv guy um the pilot with the tv it might mean that you have to then find somebody and if as christians this is one thing that that I, i think god is trying to change in our culture if pastors, their dynamics with their the flock that they shepherd, the sheep, the people, family, if, even if people don't have a pastor, family, friends, being able to know that you can talk to somebody because then if you're asking me as a pastor and I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the sheep, I'm the person you're pastoring, I'm giving you an example. If I know that it's safe for me to share with you what I'm struggling with mm-hmm. as a person, just give me an example. Changing that culture where people feel like I want to be set free. Part of it is me confessing. Part of it is me. Right. So is how, how is the temperature? How is the environment? Can right. you safely confess? Because right. it's going to, it's necessary for freedom. It's necessary for the accountability. So finding the people to be accountable to. Yes. Are there safe people to talk yes. to? It and not everybody is. has that. So, but it's important. It's a part of 
being set free from something yeah. that would try to keep you muzzled, keep you bound, yes. keep you blind, keep you in shame. And that's right. not where God wants us. No, not at all. So the third thing is uh, getting accountable. And I think for getting accountable, there's a couple practical tips that I really want to share. I think the first thing is to find someone that's like very, very important because uh, you want to find the, you know, the type of person or the type of people, I would say even people, if you possibly could be so fortunate. Yeah. Um, the type of people that you can trust mm-hmm. because it does. One thing is to like get it off your chest and share that. That is very powerful, even therapeutic. But the other part is to make sure that that information doesn't, uh, work against you right you know what i mean in the wrong hands because um you know our personal information doesn't belong in everyone's hands you know um there's a time and place for everything even even in sharing uh when when you found freedom in a certain area even that takes Mm -hmm. time you know Um, a lot of people like want to say hey i'm sober or i'm free or whatever Mm -hmm. but even that like there's certain things that i've it took me a long time to talk about you know yeah and my wife you know, she's been through some things and she even told me, so, hey, do I have to do what you do? I said, what's that? She's like, well, you like, you're like you able to share. I was oh, like, yeah, I held that for like 10 years by myself. Wow. <laughs> I was like, 10 years later, yeah, I could share. I was like, That's but true. you don't have to feel like you have to like put your stuff out there. I was like, you know, in moments that are, I feel are right, I'll share things that I've been through. But I will say this for the sake of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I've had even some of the things that I've shared come back to me. I had some person anonymously, of course, because they're sissies like that, come to me on (laughs) Facebook and be like, hey, not all of us, you know, can share what we've been through, you know, Um, and they were like, (laughs) the way they were putting it was like, I don't know, it was weird. It was almost like they were upset with you for being honest. Yeah, it was really strange. I was like, oh, well, I'm sorry if I offended you. Yeah, well, you know, we're not already. I was like, oh, "Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, it's really weird you know yeah but um anyways the point is that like you know not everybody can handle yeah you know information Mm -hmm. so when it comes to being accountable um i think you got to find somebody that's really trustworthy um i always say they're the people um the few special people in your life that had nothing to benefit from you and still Mm -hmm. loved you at every time in your life that's a good point that's What's a good that? point when looking for that person of somebody that has nothing to benefit from you. Yeah. Because young people are going to be hearing this young, old, whatever, whoever's listening is going to be wondering, okay, so how do I find, how do I look for right. that accountability group? Somebody that I can trust for me, it's always yeah. been either my pastors, they're my family, obviously, or I think, is there a woman in the church right now that, and I'm not kidding you, pastor. I have thought to myself when I've gone through certain struggles, even if it's not lust, if it's finances and accountability with that or parenting, sure. whatever, I've thought, who can I talk to? Or even prayer. Prayer has been a big one for me. I want to be consistent in prayer and I want somebody to hold me accountable, you know? But right. um, but but I would look, I would scan yeah. our church and I literally would do this practice. It's so funny. And I would like, okay, if I told that sister, would my, would my business be out? <laughs> If I told that sister, is that too much stress for her? <laughs> yeah. you know? So when you think about looking for that accountability team, yeah, they're, they're, you don't want to just spill your beans to anybody because exactly. yeah, it's true. Unfortunately, not all people are prepared spiritually, may look like it, that can handle it. So I think it's always good to start with the top, your authority, uh, those that you are a subordinate of, like the people that, yeah. that watch over your soul that have to give account to God for yeah. you definitely they're going to be a good place to start. Yep. 
I want to underscore too. You said prayer. You know, prayer is a form of accountability. Mm. You're meeting God every day. He already knows, of course. We know that. Yeah. All that we've done, all that we've thought, and He loves mm. us anyways. Amen. So we can come to Him and be like, you know what, God? Uh, yesterday, hey, I wasn't that successful, <laughs> but I really do want to be. Um, I want to have more success today. Amen. You know, and tell Him, Lord, help me today. You know, help me, help me to, you know, and my whole day, like, deliver me from temptation. For those people that are looking for a good prayer, the Lord's Prayer, you know, it's in the Bible, very um, popular. There's even a song, the Lord's Prayer, you know, and uh, that prayer has that powerful moment on there, you know, Uh, deliver me uh, from temptation. You know, it's like, wow. I want to ask you. Amen. So you're, you're you're telling us the benefit and, and how accountability you're on that. Is that, are there more tips or is that the final one? Cause I do want to ask you some. No, that's uh, good. B- before we, and you know what, that is like, that is, that is going to be, I mean, I think it's very vital accountability. So if you're out there listening, I hope that you are being encouraged by some of this practical stuff from a biblical standpoint. I want to highlight um, our pastor, Aaron, isn't just somebody for me, pastor, I'm sorry. I just got to say, you're not just somebody that is like, you know, uh, a spiritual man. Yes, you are a spiritual man. You're a God fearing man. You've been able to, you know, raise a family and lead a family of so many. And now you've got some teenagers coming up, but if we can kind of get into the teenagers, cause for me, uh, lust can start very, very early. Oh, and yeah. uh, with, without, again, going into too much detail just for the sake of time. and But, but I think where, where people can understand um, and relate to it, I think relatability is so key. I mm-hmm. think it helps people. So um, I personally, just on a personal level, uh, when, when, when I first experienced uh, some sexual abuse at the age of five, uh at the age of eight and so on and throughout the years and it wasn't intense abuse i have to say that because i think there are people that have gone through intense abuse my abuse was not intense even just uh even just uh people uh young males that would take advantage of little kids in church perhaps or or family members and so that opening the door and you feeling that shame of this has been done to me this was my fault and for whatever reason, then that that door of promiscuity, in a sense, I don't even know how it connects abuse and promiscuity, but then it begins. And so I'm just going to just breeze through this real quick, and then maybe you can kind of share. But without talking to anybody about it for so long, mm-hmm. you begin to live with the shame and you begin to uh, now uh, it's almost like the enemy tried to groom in me uh, promiscuity. Uh, and I got married very young. So it didn't yeah. last, you know, it's just like, boom, you got married. But without being able to talk to somebody about it, Pastor, and it wasn't until, and, I, and this is where I'd like your personal testimony a, a little bit, if you can share uh, in the time we have left. It wasn't until I heard you speak publicly, uh, not publicly in the sense that you're publishing it, but in our church where before we had before we had live streams and things where you knew your conversation was kind of hitting the four walls and that was it right you began to share some of uh, your testimony and when I began to hear as an adult that you had gone through things and you had gotten to a point where you could share with your father and and I think what I told you earlier was that your personal testimony of freedom, your per- personal testimony of struggle and, 
and feeling like a freak of nature. We call it freak of nature because mm-hmm. you, you feel like you're the only person. Yeah, but, like, yeah, exactly. But your story helped me in such a big way. I don't know that I ever have told you or I've ever shared, but. I really appreciate it. But your ability to share about your personal experiences and you being able to talk to your father and knowing that, that, whoa, parents can help their kids. Kids can talk to their parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and for the purpose of what? Not just uh, unloading and, and talking about it, coming clean or sharing, but for the purpose of that you would not have to go through your adult life, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like a freak of nature. Because I think there are people, if it's untreated, and I'll jump back into it, but I know personally, if for myself um, and for others that I know that I've talked to, if untreated, you just go on trying to handle, like you said earlier in, the, in, in our segment, yeah. fighting temptation. You don't got to fight it. You flee from it, you know? Right. So, Pastor, if you can kind of just share with our listeners a little bit about how, uh, you know, it, whatever you'd like to share on your experience with it and knowing you were not a freak of nature and knowing that we're human from the beginning of time, we all struggle with lust or the temptation or the idea of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for me, you know, similar to you, so um, I had sexual encounters. Um, the first ones were so young. I can't say that they were abuse. You know, I think it was just um, more like I didn't really I think it was just unattended children. I don't know how else to explain it or yeah. kids that get into travesuras, you yeah. know, when their parents are not watching. I have no idea. Um, now, as I get older, I understand that there were probably, um, what's the word, uh, you know, kids at that age, you know, they learn um, from their environment. Yeah. You know, so maybe it was kids acting out, you know, things that they felt um, <laughs> in their house. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what I think it likely was. Um, and of course, the enemy, of course, of our souls. He's after Amen. us at an early age. And so, yeah, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff is encouraged um, by the enemy, of course. So so the devil's really good at helping keep those things uh, hidden mm-hmm. and silent and things like that. So early on, it started for me like that, um, likely more like curiosity or something like that. And then after that, it was more like a more of a like an abuse situation. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um, it started me off really early. I mean, I'm talking about real early. Mm-hmm. So um, I had these issues, right? And of course, I grew up as a as a boy, you know, in church, a Christian. And of course, the types of things that I uh, had been through or even desired at a certain point were all stuff that they were preaching against. Yeah. And of course, for good reason, because sin destroys, it really destroys a person's life. It really does. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can tell you right now, nothing good ever came out of of whether it was abuse or it was um, decisions that I made that were sinful because, you know, I I wanted to or felt to or couldn't overcome it or something, whatever the case was. Mm -hmm. It all had a negative impact. And that's the part that I think I have to say, because sometimes it's like, well, this is perpetrated on me so this is just who i am now Mm-mm, mm-mm. so i must continue in this way it's all i know and no that's gonna hurt yeah i'm sorry that you've been through that i'm sorry that i went through that 
but it's still going to hurt either way. So you still got to find freedom. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. So anyways, growing up with that, I was like, I I did feel like very guilty. You know what I mean? I I did feel like, oh man, I am that kid, you know, that they're preaching about that, you know, (laughs) needs to repent. Right. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I am that kid. So I would repent. Yeah. And then I would fall into some kind of sin. And then I would feel terrible. Even if you didn't act out on it, even if it was just lust. Lust no, I most of the time acted out on it when I was that small. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Wow. I mean, some of it was, was yes, of course, the thought life. But no, I mean, I definitely acted on lust yeah. as a young person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so, of course, I felt very terrible. And then, of course, my parents, they became pastors. And I was like, man, like, this is, you know, I just felt like I couldn't tell them. Oh. You know, because they were going to be so disappointed with me. Yeah. You know, and so, like I said um, before, I had that from the age of about eight to 18 years old. So wow. I carried that for 10 years all by myself because all of your adolescence, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. You know, and made a lot of bad decisions, I think, as a result of that. Um, yeah. Thank God for his grace. Even in all that kept me from, you know, like what could have been maybe very worse. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but God kept me and, and protected me and likely others. Yeah. Um, and I thank the Lord for that. Uh, he's been very gracious, but still there was sin there. There was still lust problems there. There was still addictions mm-hmm. to pornography yeah. and things like that that still yeah. were there. So when I finally talked to my parents, to make a very long story short, or my dad actually, first, mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk to my mom about it. Um, because you know, she's a girl, and I don't know, I just right. didn't I, it's shameful. Me and my mom were we were we're very and still are very close, mm. you know. So I felt like my dad, you know, he's a man; he'll get this. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and so um, I didn't want to talk to him because I had this scenario in my mind mm. that him being so holy and me be so, be you know being so evil that mm. it would end with like me getting shipped off to boarding school or something. <laughs> I don't know what, you know, Lifeline or some rehab center, which maybe could have, I have scary. no idea. <laughs> And I, but I didn't want that because I was still young, you know. Of course, I wanted to stay with my parents. Oh you know, and it's God. funny now, but no, I, it was a real fear for me. That's really sad that you would think. Like you just said I wanted to stay with my parents. How sad that how yeah. how many how many more people out there? Really quick, how many more young people feel that there are going to be teenagers? I pray to God yeah. that can hear this and know there's a you can like you can talk to somebody about this and you're yes. going to be okay. And you don't you don't have to end your whole life over it, no, and, or end your the quality of your life. Like, um, you know, you could repent yes. and start off new. And and I'm sure many parents would be happy yep. to uh, help their children through stuff like this. Amen. You know, yeah. I know my I know I thank God, and so part of the testimony is that I finally did tell my dad, and mm-hmm. it was actually a very positive experience. Wow. Thank God for that. You know, he leveled with me and told me, "Hey, look at, you know, we've all been through some stuff, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah." And, you know, um, and then he told me something that really impacted my life that turned me from feeling like a victim or even an evil person to somebody that maybe could actually have something positive come out of it. And this is what yeah. he told me. He said, you know, every person that I know that has ever done something great for God has something very difficult in their background, just like this. Wow. That I wish you wouldn't have been through that. I wish you wouldn't have been through that, he said. But everybody that I know that has ever been used greatly by God has something like this in their background. Mm. And so that just tells me 
that God has a great plan for your life. Amen. You know, yeah. and so I was like, oh, wow. Like, Those are life-giving it, words, if you oh ask me. Oh, my God. It literally changed <laughs> my whole, like, did I still struggle? Yes. Did I still have to work through overcoming? Yes. And yeah, of course. Yeah. But that day gave me something. It was a catalyst, you know. Amen. It was yeah. something for me to, that's like, you know awesome. what? That's it. It was that kind of that. That's, like, everything changes now in this moment yeah it's the beginning if you will of a journey i needed that wow and so Praise yeah that, so that's kind of my uh story about you know accountability and yeah. uh, to this day me and my dad have something very special and i usually wouldn't say this out loud but i'll tell i'll tell you this thank you but he says um you know i talked to him about um purity about being accountable all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff Mm. All since that time, I was 18 years old, and um, of he course, was somebody that you can go to 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 yes, continue being accountable as a married absolutely. man. And so, throughout my life, throughout even my marriage, yeah, um, and throughout my whole life in my ministry, uh, in everything, I've been able to talk to him about stuff, um, and most of it's about ministry related things. But sometimes yeah. it's been about um, lust. It's been about you know how to deal with temptation. Yeah, absolutely, uh, marriage. Yeah. Hey, I'm whoa, I'm I'm having these problems. I'm married, I shouldn't be having these problems. And so right. we have this very special thing. And, That's beautiful. and he says, Hey, every once in a while, all right, I'm gonna ask you how are the Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> and code and that, word. That's your code word? That's me and that's mine oh, and his special awesome. uh code word that we're about to get into something. It's mm. private, so make sure nobody's around. God. You know. Um wow. and so we have that, you know, I have yeah. He's my accountability partner. So my dad's not just my pastor. Mm. You know, he's my he's my father, of course. I'm very blessed. Yeah. But he's my accountability partner, right? He knows everything about me. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. If you're out there, thank you, Pastor. If you're out there and you're listening and you have overcome uh, some of these struggles that we're talking about lust and lust is such a big, it's got, it's like a trunk or sort of, it's got so many different little branches. We Can, didn't get yeah. into some of the things Um but some of the areas that I thought maybe we could touch on because, um, you know, people are really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So I might need to Praise invite God. you back, Pastor. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Or we could do a part two. I know, we're, I know we were joking earlier and we said a seven-part series. It does not <laughs> need to be a seven-part series. <laughs> but is, maybe yeah. we can, um, we can uh, uh, if we need to, I think we've, we've had a great conversation uh, yeah. bringing to light what God's Word says about it, how uh, you've given some practical tools but if you're out there and listening and you've gone through some of these things that mm -hmm. you can relate and you're that person, perhaps that is, is thank God you are stronger. Thank God you've been healed. Thank God you have found ways to be set free. Perhaps you can um, make yourself available as that accountability partner to somebody oh, else so because there are people that, that need to be set free. And, and I pastor, you know, you've preached this beautiful sermon one day about how God uses people to help set others free. And you were talking about that person that was bound by the cloth. The Lord set them free. He healed them or he delivered them, right. but he used people to help unwrap that person. And, right. and, you know, and that's a beautiful, another time. But um, if you're out there listening, I encourage you. Um, sometimes we don't yeah. want to be that accountability person because then it means we might have to be honest with some of our testimony and some of our stories. So I pray that the Lord, if he ever leads you to, um, to being open about such things so that you can help young people realize you're not alone. You can make it that that's, that's, that's for me, that's 
for me, that's a win-win. Um, so pastor, you know, there, there are probably so many other little things I would love to ask you. Maybe we can do a Q and a or something. Yeah. Um, but is there anything you want to say before perhaps, and you can close with a, a, a closing prayer, praying for those that are listening to know that, Hey, you can be set free. And if you've got shame in your story, or if you've got a little history or something that might've happened per- perpetrated, or you delve into as a young person that they can know, like your pastor said, like your father said, everybody that's done, that is doing something great for God or is, has done something great for God. Yeah. The majority of them, you'll find that they have a little bit of, a little bit of history, a little bit of something that they overcame. And it, yeah. I honestly, it all brings glory to God. So yeah, if you want to well, add yeah, a something and then a prayer, prayer and then uh, i appreciate your time today absolutely yeah let me say this for those of you that are out there listening you know however you got to any point where you feel bound you know or just entangled you know trapped Mm -hmm. even we get those feelings we've all been there um but however it is that you got to that point whether it was perpetrated on you or whether it's something that you did, maybe you're a perpetrator, maybe you're an offender. Mm. Let me tell you, in God's eyes, we all deserve the opportunity to be free. And that's what I love about the Lord. So whether you've been hurt or mm-hmm. you've hurt others, because I've done both, yeah. I've been hurt and I'm sure I've hurt other people before. Yeah. I've I've been sinned against and I'm sure I've sinned against others. Yeah. That's why the Bible, you know, in that prayer that I was telling you about the Lord's prayer, you know. It's so important. It's like, forgive us our sins as, as those, you know, um, as we, we forgive, forgive those, those that have sinned uh-huh. against us. Amen. And it's so true. It's like, yeah, I need my sins to be forgiven too. Yeah. You know, so, so long as we know that, however it is that you've got to the point that you're at, you also deserve to be free. That's right. Every person. Whether and live shame free. Hurt, <laughs> absolutely. Shame free. Forgiven and, so and shame free. You, Amen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Forgiven and shame free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You deserve to have that experience as well. So uh, I'm not here because, oh, yeah, he was good enough to find it. Or, oh, yeah, he, you know, he has a good heart. So no, I don't think I always had a good heart. You're hearing a lot of years of freedom. You're listening to a lot of years of grace. You know, as a pastor, I'm not perfect. I just have lots of grace behind me. You know, lots of years of, of, of mercy from God. You know what I mean? And so... I do feel like it's my responsibility to share that with you. So I want to pray, asking God to bless us and to help you on this journey. Maybe this is just a first step for you if you're out there listening. Lord, I thank you for this moment uh, to be able to share this with Sylvia and all that are listening, Lord, to her podcast, that you would let it grow because people really need to hear this. I also pray for that person that's listening today. They might feel like, they don't deserve it, or maybe they feel guilty, or maybe they just feel angry about it. Like, I didn't ask for this. But whatever the case is, Lord, we know that you can help in every situation. There is nothing too hard for you. And this morning, Lord, we're just praying, while well, the morning that we're recording this, praying for every person, every person that you would help them. Maybe this could be a first step for them, or maybe this could be faith that they could try again. That they don't have to give up. So we pray for them, Lord, each and every person, that you would bless them. Let your anointing, Lord Jesus, from this time of prayer, Lord, God, be upon them, be over them, which just means your power, your special power to help them to overcome 
Lord, and break, Lord Jesus, bad habits and bondages. They want to be free. Help them, Lord, today in the name of Jesus. And we'll give you all the glory and all the honor for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you for, yes. your, for your time, for being with us this morning, uh, for sharing from your heart. I know that you always do whatever topic you're on. It's always from your heart. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm like, this is a good segment to do with Pastor Aaron. Um, I, 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 like I said, uh, I can't reiterate enough. I definitely would like to um, perhaps do one or two more sessions. Um, you, you're married, a young married person. And, um, you know, I, I know that um, there are a lot of young marriages that uh, I've touched on divorce, but that are heading it still, unfortunately, in that direction, because uh, yeah. whether it be pornography or lust or that lack of accountability, that there is a spouse that is not willing to be accountable and as a result of their pride or whatever, uh, their marriage is going to end. And unfortunately, if they've got children involved, they're the ones that lose out. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. So there is so much hope out there. If you guys are listening uh, of, of people that just uh, have experiences that have knowledge. And even if it's not your personal experience, pastor, you grew up as a pastor's kid. You mm -hmm. probably have a library of, you know, of, uh, of, of, of testimonials that you can share anonymously. And the, the idea at the end of the day is just to help other people. Yeah. Help other people feel equipped, help other people if you can relate and help them feel you don't got to stay where you're at. So this is where That's you're right. presently at. You don't got to stay here. You don't got to right. stay here because this is the way I see it. There are people out there that are waiting for you to be used to help them. The sooner that we get started with our freedom, our healing, the sooner we can roll up our sleeves and say, God, use me. Use yeah. me to help somebody else. Pastor, I love you so much. You and love your family you and your children. And I'll see you guys tonight. Okay. God bless you. <laughs> awesome. See you. All right. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I hope you guys have had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Some people are going to continue their festivities tomorrow uh, as we will continue our series on lust. There are many other, under other areas, other things that are tied into lust and I feel like we need to continue this series and leave it open for however many sessions in the future. Only God knows however he, however many he leads us um, to continue until I feel like if anybody had a question on or needed help, could find help perhaps through some of these podcasts, through some of these testimonials. So I may have different guests um, in the future to help me to continue this series as the Lord leads and as the Lord opens doors and finds fit. But in the meantime, Pastor Aaron, I'm, I'm grateful that he has uh, agreed to come back. So we look forward to those future episodes. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you.